What's going on, everybody? My name is Jesse Rivera. I like to talk. Welcome back to the podcast where me, Jesse Rivera, sits and talks to some really cool people about some really cool stuff. Today on the podcast, I have uh, from Bakersfield, Jessica Della Garza. Dude, so stoked. Not only that Jessica came up into town to do a show, a show that I happen to be on, but that she made time in her busy schedule to stop by the house and do an episode of the podcast. Super excited. Jessica is super smart, super funny, super kind, and all of that comes through in this conversation that you are about to listen to. But before we get to that, what else is going on? Dear Abby WTF had our second episode last night. We went uh, we went online on this one just because everything's kind of crazy right now. Uh, we did this one online and it was so much fun. Morgan Anderson and Emily Peterson, two-thirds of the Love Horrors, were our guests last night and we had a blast. Let me tell you, it was a lot of fun. Uh, it's just, we read Dear Abby letters and then just kind of riff. And if you're going to riff... Morgan Anderson and Emily Peterson are a couple of riffing fools, and it was a good time having them on the show. Let's see. The next uh, Dear Abby WTF will be second Saturday of February. I'm not sure what the exact date is on that. And I believe our guests for that show are Jessica Roberts, and I think we're going to try to pull Lindsay Monday back in since she was not able to be on last night's show as originally scheduled. The next telenovela, We'll be back at the Sacramento Comedy Spot on Thursday, January the 27th, 8 p.m. Our comics for that night will be telenovela's own Janae Lovering and, yes, Heather Rogue. Finally got Heather Rogue on a telenovela show. So looking forward to this. Heather is absolutely hilarious. Love listening to them tell jokes, and I cannot wait for that night, Thursday, January the 27th, 8 p.m., Sacramento Comedy Spot, telenovela, back in full force. So, let's see. I think that's really all I have to talk about today. Uh, been feeling kind of blah lately, but, you know, the weather, the uh, the COVID situation, it's just so crazy. I'm boosted. I'm taking care of myself. Uh, but, man, at this point, it almost feels like smallpox like or chickenpox. What was that? Back in the day when, like, the parents would just send their kids to go play with their cousins so they could all catch the chicken pox and just get it over with. I'm kind of feeling like that with this damn Omicron variant. I'm just like, dude, let me just catch it and get it over with. But then I'm like, no, I don't think I want to do that. Anyway, did I thank Mental Brew for letting me use their music? I don't think I did that yet. But thank you, Mental Brew, for allowing me to use your groovy, groovy tunes on my groovy, groovy podcast. And now let's get on with the chat with this groovy, groovy uh, great human being, Jessica Della Garza. Enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Bye. Jessica Della Garza, how the hell are you? Pretty good, pretty good. Glad to be here. I'm, I'm like, I can't believe that you're here. Like, it's just kind of surreal. I feel like it was in the stars. Yeah, you know, you said that last night on Facebook that, like, t- tell that whole story. You were here. Okay, so um, two years ago, I was on a business trip in Sacramento, and I found a brewery that was doing open mic, so I went to go check that out, Found met a whole bunch of cool, hilarious comedians, 
Um, but when I got back to the hotel, somebody stopped me in the lobby and they were like, hey, are you a comedian? And I was like, yeah, how'd you know that? And they were like, oh, I just saw you at the punchline. I was like, oh, I wasn't there, but it, I, like, I have a doppelganger. That's pretty cool. Uh-huh. And so now today... I get to perform at the punchline. We get to perform at the punchline. We get so thank you, stranger, who manifested that for me, and for Johnny, for putting me on the show. And so, when, were you were you already doing comedy at the time? Like you just happened to go to an open mic, or well, yeah, because I, okay. I I just happened to um, well, I was here yeah um, for work. We were doing like a training out here, and I was just I found an open mic. I don't honestly I don't remember which brewery it was. It was uh-huh. like a mixed open mic, um, but I just wanted to see how my material worked out here yeah yeah because that's what we do when we go somewhere out of town we're like oh there's got to be a mic yeah and yeah somebody that hasn't heard any of my stuff before yeah yeah because it because open mics get so repetitive and it's like the same 10 people and it's like over and over again and I now mean, sometimes you get new people but it's it's typically the same type of crowd yeah exactly exactly so how's how's everything going everything else are you, are you ready for christmas or what? Do you celebrate the holidays? I celebrate the holidays. I have all of my presents done. Like, I'm all done shopping, thank goodness. Um, I'm excited to eat everything. Well, as much as I can eat because I got braces this year. So, that's been a little bit tough. But with, I love holiday food, though, because it's so soft. Like, mashed potatoes, stuffing. Yes. Like, all tamales. Like, it's all stuff that's so easy to eat. What's your favorite tamale? I don't know. It's a tie between... Like um, the jalapeno and cheese, yes, or the like the shredded beef one, mm. with, like the red chile. Okay, um, but some people put like the green olive in it. Oh no! Have you had that? I know. <laughs> I tried. I tried one recently. Um, my uncle's girlfriend was making them, and she had like that the green olive, but the the olive that has the pit in it. Uh-huh. So you have to be like careful. You can't just bite into it. But, like, they warned us. With the pit? With the pit. I don't know about all that. I mean, it tasted good, but, like, you had to know that it was there so that you didn't, like, chip a tooth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that, like, with with us Mexican-Americans, like, like when you say, like, holiday food, right? Like, Thanksgiving is something that, like, we've we've had to, like, adapt to. Like, like, you know, our, our parents and our grandparents, like, learned how to make a turkey, like, learned how to make a ham. But, like... When it comes to like Christmas holiday food, I don't know, like Mexicans, like I think we're we're running the show there. Like we got the tamales. Yeah, the tamales, and then usually like the day after we do like menudo. Oh man! But my mom does something interesting, and but she has me on this too. So she'll get menudo, but then she'll get um, sweet bread like conchas to eat with the menudo. So like at the same time, or? At the same, like you can dip your concha in the menudo. I have not done that yet, but I do have a friend who's their their family. They'll get bolillos and they'll dip the bolillo. See, I've heard of the bolillo thing, but I haven't heard of anyone else aside from us that does like the sweet bread. Okay. But like, you have to be a sweet and savory type person. You can't just like them separately, and then like you have to like both at the same time. Right, right. I th- I'm gonna try that. I'm gonna try that. I think it's bomb. I'm gonna try it. Like I'm not gonna tell anybody that I'm gonna do it. I'm just gonna like serve myself a bowl of menudo. And, like, grab a piece of pan dulce and then just see what they... It always, like, weirds people out, but I don't really care because I like it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, man. So, is this your first time? Okay, so how long have you been doing comedy? So, I've been doing comedy uh, since April 2018. But 
during uh, the whole pandemic, the shutdown, I didn't get to perform at all. I didn't perform um, until this year again, once I got vaccinated. Right, right. But I did write. I wrote through the pandemic. I just didn't get to perform. And I know a lot of people were into Zoom comedy, but I just couldn't do it. Like, to me, I have to have the people there in front of me. Yeah. Because I feel like I feed off of the energy in the room, and I have to have them there. Because it's like behind a screen... I feel like I'm I'm doing like a work thing. Mm-hmm. I get it. Like a I conference get conference call. I get it. So, you you got a couple months on me as far as like uh like how long you've been doing comedy. Um, how many cities have you been able to perform in? And like what what? Because Sacramento is definitely gonna check off a check off a, a city for you, right? Yes, it definitely is. Um, so I got to perform in Pasadena. I've performed in L.A., Fresno, um, Tulare. I think Visalia. Uh huh. Um, and then when I went out of the country, cause I went, uh, on vacation to London, Okay. I, I knew I was going, like, I knew like a long, like a, like pretty far in advance, uh, when I was going to be out there. So I started checking out places that had comedy out there cause I really wanted to try comedy out there. So I got booked on this newcomer show in, um, London at this place called downstairs at the King's Head. Oh, Wow. And it, it like you go literally downstairs and they have like pictures of comedians like on the wall, like going down. Um, so I got to perform in London. And then when I was in Bali, um, I was at like a rooftop bar and there was um, a guy with an acoustic guitar. And like I convinced him to let me have the mic during his break. So like I did like yes. a little set out there. Um that didn't go over so well. I mean, it, it did and it didn't because it's so many people from so many different countries. Like, um, there were people from South Africa. There were people from Australia. The Australians liked it. South Africans did not like my comedy. Um, the guy from Bali loved my comedy. And, like, we just got to hang out with, like, a, this group of, like, musicians and different artists that were just there traveling. Right. It was a really fun time. But I, I really enjoyed performing in London. I feel like their humor... Their sense of humor is just so sharp. Like, it's, they appreciate, like, the more intelligent type of comedy. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the, 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 the group that you said didn't like your comedy, do you think they didn't get your comedy, or do you think they didn't like your comedy? Um, I think that it's possible that they couldn't, like, that they didn't understand it, because... I feel like certain things, they might be geared like towards the States. Like, maybe it doesn't go across the country. But when I was in England, like, it did work there. So, I think maybe they couldn't, maybe they didn't understand it, or maybe they just didn't like my style. Okay, right, right. I mean, I, I, had, I didn't ask them, mm-hmm. um, but I just stuck with the people who did like it, so. Yeah, I get it, I get it. So now tonight we're both performing at, and I don't know when I'm going to post this. I don't know. I might get a wild hair and like edit it tonight and like, so you can listen to it on the drive home tomorrow. I don't know. I'm not promising that, but, <laughs> but I might, do you have trouble? Like I have trouble falling asleep after a great show. Um, I think, yeah, I think a lot of the times when I feel like that amped up, then I just like double down on my sleepy time tea. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I have I have trouble falling asleep after a good set, and even after like even if I don't have like the greatest set, but just like the energy at Punchline is always just like it's just so great. It's just so it's so it's so much fun, and like 
the people on the show tonight, like I was telling you yesterday, like uh, like Ed Mena and David Thorne, like those are a couple of my like and and Alicia, those are a couple of like my day ones. Like you know, I was in uh, comedy one hundred and one with Alicia Davis, and of course I've taken um, Johnny Storyteller class like. I don't know, two or three times maybe. I seriously want to take it again. Really? Do you feel kind of like it's not the same doing it because you do you did it virtually, right? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I had to do it virtually um, because of where I live, but I just you get so much insight. Yeah, it's so. How did they do that for you? Did you did you did you just like meet with him once a week or were you like? Yeah, so for me, like I met um, once a week on Zoom. And were you the only one once a week on Zoom, yeah. or was there a couple others? I mean, I'm sure that I th- I'm pretty sure. But that in that in that one Zoom in meeting, that one Zoom meeting is just the one. Okay. Which is very understandable because in a group setting, in person, you can go from person to person. On a Zoom call, that, yeah, like you can talk over each other. I mean, yeah, you can mute the mics and stuff, but it's it's already harder to pay attention via like the internet, via like a screen in front of your face. So I'm pretty sure he did it individually for everybody. Right, right. Um, but the thing, the thing, uh, but the thing is, is that like when you're in a classroom, you could you get to hear each other's stories. Yeah. And so you know you get to like so I'll listen to your story and you'll listen to my story and then like you know we you add tags to each other's story like that really helps out a lot. See, I wish I had that environment. It would be so much nicer. I mean, sometimes, like, um, at open mics and stuff, like, people will say, like, oh, like, here's a tag, or, like, what if you said this? Like, there's that, like, occasionally, but versus a classroom where you're just getting that feedback, like, they kind of feed off of each other. You ever get that one comic that just always wants to tag everything? Not really, to be oh, honest. we had, we had, uh, the, the first time I took the storytelling class... Like, there was this crazy dude in there. Like, dude, he must have been, like, on Klonopin. He was on something. Like, he might have been, like, on heroin. Like, he Holy was shit. not He was not just high. And he was not just drunk. He was just like, right? And um, um, everybody, every story that everybody would tell, he'd be like, you should be like, yeah, but then, like, aliens abducted you or something. Like, he would just go off. And change the, the whole story. He would just go off the most random deep end, and oh my god, it was so it was so frustrating. But yeah, I I think that taking it virtually, you don't you don't get the full, you it's, don't get the full. It's definitely different. Yeah, and then you don't get the whole graduation show, which is kind of like what tonight is. Is tonight kind of like your graduation yeah, show? Yeah, tonight's kind of my graduation. Are you gonna show. do what you did in the storytelling class, or are you gonna do your regular material? Or like a combination of both? It might be a combination of both. Um, I'm still thinking about it. I don't even know how much time we're doing tonight. Seven or ten? I think ten. Okay. All right. But I mean, if he said seven, like, that would be fine too. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with, with either, either. But like seven, I feel like I'm rushing. And ten, I feel like it's like kind of my wheelhouse. You have more time to breathe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you could riff a little bit and not, not worry about... Um, you know, getting... timing is 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 something that I'm still working on. I feel like it's hard to tell sometimes because it depends on your audience. Mm-hmm. Like if they're reactive, then that takes up some of the time within your story because you have to let them laugh and then talk. You don't want to talk <laughs> over them constantly. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. then if nobody's laughing, then like you just run through everything. 
and it goes by so fast. You ever have a set that's so good? You're like, okay, shut up. Let me get, let me keep going. I've had that happen a couple times. I wouldn't say all the time, though. Mm-hmm. Hey, what was it like to uh, look up and see your fucking face on Punchline's Instagram and and Facebook feed? I freaking nerded out so hard. Like, I took a screenshot just to save for me. And then, like, I like I shared, obviously, that they shared um, one of my clips because I was just like, like, I don't know. It's like the punchline. Yeah, no, I know. I know. And <laughs> I'm already a nerd, so I nerd out at any type of, like, when musicians, like, like my freaking Twitter post about them. Like, any type of thing like that, I'm a fangirl. I dude, look who you're talking to. <laughs> you, don't have to you don't have to, like, I'm not going to look at you like, oh, how weird. Like... Yeah, like, um, what's the most fandom thing in here? Um, Dude, I have an autographed Taylor Swift CD. (laughs) (laughs) I have signed comic books, so I mean... What else do I have? Signed and graded. Really? Yeah. What's your favorite uh, comic story or storyliner? The Sandman. Oh, really? Yes. Neil is one of my absolute favorite writers. Matt Regpala oh, is actually, about nerds. he's the one who got me into comedy. Um, I want to say it was like my junior year of high school. I had just transferred to Arvin High. Yeah. He was my calculus teacher and like I was all gothy and I was a loner because I was new and like he just brought over the Sandman. The first issue is it Preludes and I think it's Preludes and Nocturne to Nocturnus. Probably pronouncing that wrong. But the like the first... Um, trade of Sandman and like after that I think is like that's literally what started my love for comic books you know I, and I've been a comic book nerd ever since then and I still have Matt too on my Facebook yeah yeah um I have a baseball card somewhere that Matt's dad gave me like in 1987 holy moly it's a Roger Clemens baseball card and Matt's Matt's dad uh Tom Paula, who you obviously, I mean, you, I don't think you ever had a chance to meet him. No. He passed away. But um, the Reg Paula, the entire, like, as nice as Matt is, the whole family is that nice. So just imagine, like, and Matt was, like, kind of like the quiet one of them. Like, all, like they, they were all into sports. They all, you know, they were all kind of jocks. And, and Matt was, like, the stats keeper. Like, like, Matt, <laughs> like, Matt used to keep stats for, not for me, but I know Matt kept stats for, like, his brother's baseball team's. And he was all—he was always a fixture out at the Lamont JBA. Like everyone knew Matt. Everyone loved Matt, and uh, you know that he's—he's he's grown up to be a, a, a teacher. And like when you tell this story, like I'm sure other people are like, "Oh wow, that's so awesome!" But I'm like, "Yeah, that's—I wouldn't expect anything else of Matt." And I—it's funny too because so many people that I know know him too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I noticed that. Like we have a lot of like uh, face comic common facebook friends from like the arvin bakersfield art scene and i i like i feel that like we've known each other like our whole lives but like we barely this is our only this is only our second face-to-face encounter yeah but it's 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 funny to me because it's it's like it's i i don't it's not a mexican thing i'm sure but like like because you knew um like my ex stepdad, and mm-hmm. so that immediately puts you in the family realm. Right, like it's instantly like cousins. Yeah, or um, 
pretty much cousins. Like that, that's just like the feel that I get for it. And I feel like, like growing up Hispanic, there was always like family friends, but you consider them family. Yes, yes. And like I have theas that aren't really my theas, but they're my theas. Right. <laughs> and that we're both kind of nerds, and we're both into comedy, yeah. and so yeah, that just kind of really like strengthens our bond. I mean, that's that's how I feel about it, you know. That's that's definitely how I feel about it. And yeah, so going back to the punchline thing, what who what, did you did you just sit there for a second? Like, were you were you by yourself? Where you had to like look around and you're like, who am I going to tell or what am I going to do? Like, I didn't even know who to tell. Like. <laughs> I was so excited. Like, it happened at work, and I and I was like, <gasps> and I was like, I didn't know, like, like I got so excited, but I'm at work, and I literally like where I work, I sit um, in front of the CEO's office, so I was like, oh my gosh, I can't freak out, like she can see me. <laughs> and do they know you do comedy? No. Oh yeah, literally so that's even like, different. and like because I don't talk about where I work, just because I because of where I work. Yeah, yeah. And one coworker knows, but she knows because her cousin owns this pizza place in Bakersfield and she um had like I've done comedy there, so she like kind of knew that I did comedy. Mm-hmm. And then um the what is it? The public affairs officer happened to walk by the comedy club downtown and saw my name on the door. She's like, "Is this you?" I was like, yeah, it's me. She's like, oh my God, we need to put this in the newsletter. Oh no. I was like, please don't. <laughs> I'm like, nobody here knows. And I would like to keep it that way, please. I got, I got drug into, um, our office has like a, a Thursday well-being hour and they'll have like, uh, like a lot of like mindfulness, like meditation, uh, how to make a good cup of coffee. Like they do all kinds of, and they, they hit me up one day and they're like, Hey, we heard you do comedy. And I was like, who snitched? <laughs> I was like, who told? And uh, But I did it because it was kind of like a challenge to do a clean set. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I did it. And it was, it was, it was fun. Like, it, I ended up doing like 11 minutes via Holy Zoom. Moly. Yeah. So I don't know. But you know what? So you were saying that during, during the lockdown, what I ended up doing a lot is like a friend of mine, um, introduced me to this uh this show called rush in roulette where they would first they would spin a wheel and they would pick a name then they'd pick your name then they'd spin another wheel and you'd get anywhere between one to five and that's how much time you were going to do and then they'd spin the wheel again and there would be a topic that's kind of cool and you would riff on that topic for that amount of time um, if you wanted to trade the topic, you had to give up one of your minutes. So that's kind of hard. You know, we don't want to give up any minutes. <laughs> so, um, I never gave up a topic and it really helped me with my riffing. Um, that, that's like the, that was like the one plus for me from the pandemic was that, that Russian roulette. So, but did you get to hear the actual, like the people that were watching? Yeah, because it was mostly other comics. Mm-hmm. So they everyone for the most part was, you know, had their, had their cameras on. Um, everybody's a good sport about that. But when I did it for work, I, I told them like a few weeks in advance, I was like, Hey, look, you need to tell them that they, cause like for our work, like nobody has their camera on for anything. Mm-hmm. We never have our camera on. And I told them like, I was like, you need to like politely ask people to turn their cameras on because it's, it's hard enough to do it. And like, I can't do it. You're looking at yourself on the screen. (laughs) Yeah. I can't do it to just a bunch of names. Like that's like, I can't do that. And, 
and maybe like 60% of the people turn their camera on. So, and then once, once it started, I just focused on like three people at the top and I, I knew I had them. So I didn't worry about anybody else. The rest of them. Yeah. Sorry about that. No, <laughs> I leave the screen open during the day so the dog could go in and out. And so that inevitably lets a couple of flies it in happens. and out. Yeah. It's not that my house is filthy. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's cluttered, but it's not, it's pretty clean. It's pretty clean. Were you, did you freak out? So like, was Punchline already following you? Because No, they weren't following because me Because I geeked that. out like a week before when they followed me. When they, I was like, I was like, Punchline just followed me. I'm like, at first I'm like, they followed me. I was like, holy shit, they just DM'd me. Because <laughs> they asked for like a clip. Uh-huh. And, and then I freaked out and then I messaged Johnny. I was like, is this normal? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, yeah. He's like, yeah, man, that's normal. <laughs> that's my Johnny voice. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man, that's totally normal. Kick ass, man. <laughs> but then, like, they posted the clip on their page, and then they shared like a clip that I had on my page too. Uh huh. Did Which you? I, I kind of feel bad about because my hair was red, and I literally dyed it before the show. But because of the headshots, I'm like, yeah. I already was like going towards like I need to dye my hair back to its natural color. Your hair looks like, bomb, dude. Thank you. I I miss like. My gothy, like, Morticia Adams hair. Yeah, yeah. Like, the red was fun, and it served its purpose. She, she did us well. <laughs> but, like, I, I was I was happy to be back to, like, my natural hair color. And since we were doing our headshots tonight, I was like, yeah, this it needs to happen now. Because mm-hmm. I can't have, like, headshots that aren't going to be what my hair color is for the rest of the year. Yeah, yeah. It, it looks great. It looks. Did you, yourself, you go to a salon? What do you do? Oh, no, I go to a salon. I don't trust myself Where'd to do you that go? kind of stuff. Do you go um, mixed up? No, um, I was going there. But you know her, right? Yeah. Letty? Letty, yeah. I went to we, high school with her. We did a, a leadership cohort with the Latina leaders of Kern County. That's how I met Letty. Wow. that It blows my mind. Like, uh, it blows my mind, but then it also, it makes so much sense that, like, Letty and, like, you are doing, are, like, part of all of these organizations in, in my hometown. And, like, it kind of, it, it kind of gives me, I'm like, like, I, sometimes I feel bad for leaving. Like, I should be there doing what you guys are doing. I don't think you should feel bad for leaving. You know? And I and I don't want to go back. Like, I kind of wanted to go back, like, right after my mom. And I was really thinking about it. Like, I was like, I guess this is when I come home. And I really, really, th- like, it really sat with me for a couple of weeks. But then once I got back to Sacramento, and, like, I have a couple of friends in Sacramento who grew up in Bakersfield. And they're like, there's no fucking way you're going back. Like, for me, I'm the... Like, I I am excited for when I do leave. I don't think it's going to happen right now just because my parents are there. Mm-hmm. And, like, I like that my son has his grandparents yeah. there. And, but, like, once they're not there anymore, like, I don't feel like anything would really be holding us there. Like, right. I would love to branch out to other places. Where, where's the place you've dreamt of going to? I really feel called to, like, Oregon. Like, Portland. Really? Yeah. Have you visited yet? I haven't. Okay. All I've seen are like videos and pictures. Uh huh. Sacramento seems like a cool place too. Um, like I want to still stay in California. Yeah. I know everybody's so tired of California. No, they want to move out everywhere. They can but, go, go. But I love California. Yeah, I'm I'm a California guy, like through and through. There's a dude on TikTok. He always says California forever. Goodbye. Like he's <laughs> that's, hilarious. That's my vibe about it. Um, there's Sacramento. I love Sacramento, but 
There is that there will reach a point during the Sacramento summer for a couple hours a day, every day. I'm like, I can't tell if I'm in Sacramento or Bakersfield. It's that oh. freaking hot. Like, but the mornings are cooler and the evenings are cooler. Because you know how Bakersfield is. Yeah, but like in between like ele- maybe between like noon and three o'clock, you can't tell the difference. It's it's See, the and then same. when I was driving here dirt like in the rain, I was like, hmm. I don't know if so far up north would be good for me. <laughs> <laughs> I never in a million years thought I would end up here. And here I am. And this is like, I'm going into like, I think it's Iowa 2013. So I'm going into my eighth year up here. And I don't, I mean, I, I love it. I mean, I, I bought this house. I'm kind of stuck here now. Um, but yeah, I totally wanted to ask you about what it was like to when they, um, uh, when that, because I I cheered for you, like I, like I'm like, like how you say that that like you're you're a nerd, you're a fangirl. Like I'm a fanboy, and I I feel the same way. Not only about like you know the white stripes or Guns and Roses, I feel that way about my friends. Mm-hmm. So like I I am like a Jessica Delagarza fanboy like, through, <laughs> and, through and through. Like, I appreciate that. Like and that we're gonna be on this show together tonight. Like I'm kind of just like. I'm like fanboying out that I'm on a show with you. Like that's that's how I feel about it. I'm like this is gonna be so awesome. You I'm know? just excited to be on a show with you guys. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Like because I remember we talked and we're you were like, oh, and like at that point I was like we're gonna miss each other because I'm gonna be in Bakersfield at this time, you know. And I was kind of like mm, humming and hawing about when I wanted to leave for Bakersfield. And then Johnny texted me and he's like, hey, uh, can you do? And I was like, yeah. I was like that. That's it. That's that's. That's the universe saying. That... And I knew he was going to ask you too. Oh, did you? Because we had talked about like the show and he said something about um, how he wanted you to be on it. And I was like, oh, I know he's going to Bakersfield like uh-huh. for um, like during the, the holidays. Yeah. He's like, I need to message him. Yeah, he did. And I didn't even second guess it. I was like, Yes. I was so I was happy. Yeah, and then like well, I was like, wait, this can't be true. Like, is this the same show? And then I was like, I, I messaged you, and you're like, yeah. And I was like, oh man, this is awesome. It's and it's so much nicer too, because you know how it is like when you go to a place and you don't know anybody there. Yes, like it, it sucks sometimes. Mm-hmm. But you're also like you know Nick and Danielle already too, right? They're yeah. gonna be there doing video, so you know them already, and like so now you know Johnny, and. Uh, and like, yeah, it's it's gonna be great. And then when I saw the rest of the lineup, I was like, oh, this is a party. This is a this is a night before Christmas Eve party. Absolutely, it's almost all we need now is mental brew to like. <laughs> to, How like, did you see their um? What is it? This this Gavidad? There, I saw some of the video. Have you listened to their Christmas album? It's yeah, great. I think it isn't it this this something. The Feliz Gavidad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched a clip of them. Um, some I think I watched it today. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think they're, I can't remember their guitarist name, but he's phenomenal. I don't remember the guitarist name, yeah, but, but I like that album yeah, a lot. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great record. We're talking about Mental Buru. Well, I mention Mental Buru every, at the opening of every show because they, they let me use their music to. Um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I was in, I I was in Bakersfield College Jazz Band with Matt, Matt Munoz and Cesario at one point, uh, like in the early 90s. Um, when Matt first said like, Hey, I'm going to start a ska band. And I was like, yeah, go for it. Good luck. <laughs> then look at them. There's that ska band is still together. 
that's awesome though yeah like it's cool that they let you use the music yeah yeah he told and he didn't it wasn't even humming and hawing like i messaged him and he responded and he sent me the mp3s and i think they're definitely a, like a like a hidden gem in bakersfield they're like a hidden gem of california i i really i really feel like everybody who ever sees them they're I, like i can't believe like it still blows me away like that there's some nights that they play in Bakersfield and there's somebody seeing them for the first time. Mm-hmm. That, like, I, I'm like, wow, like, this, I mean, it really is a small world, like, to, like, that you still haven't seen them, you know? They did something at Tumblr, excuse me, and I wanted to go to it, but I was, I think we had, um, it was on a weekend and I was doing nonprofit stuff, so, like, I was wiped at the end of the day. Uh-huh. All right. So, did you, but you've seen them how many times? I don't know. Like, you just can't even count it. <laughs> How do you know Cesario? Do you know Cesario? I do know Cesario. Um, he writes for the paper. Oh, that's right. And I'm pretty sure he's written articles about, like, when I've done shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how I met him, I think. Yeah, yeah. I saw he commented on your on your post. Did he comment or he just liked it? Hey, he, he comments. Congr- he yeah, he comments you, occasionally, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah. I saw him. Sometimes com- I make him laugh. That always, like, makes me happy. <laughs> There's another nerd right there, man, Cesario. He's got just stacks and stacks and stacks of comic books. Um, I did a I did a podcast with him uh, recently, and he was he would be like, "Oh, hold on, let me show you guys this," and he would just be like lifting up stacks and stacks of comic books and CDs. And man, that that guy that guy is something else. Um, I I met him like that hit that friendship goes all the way back to Arvin High. That's that, so crazy. That one goes back to like the like I've known like I've known Matt Matt Regpala and Cesario longer than Matt Munoz, but yeah, it's it's been a fun ride with all of these guys. It's so crazy because being involved in so many different things, like you just meet people of all ages and it's funny when other people that you know like know all of these people that you meet so like you have all of these different links to all these different people i guess that's just networking but it's just i think it's cool yeah no that's that's how i feel with you like that we we know all of these other people all these other moving pieces and we're all like kind of like going in the same positive direction you know and it's about it's about bakersfield it's about the small towns about the the community you know and i'm all for it i'm all for it what are you hoping to do with your comedy next year do you have goals? Do you do that? Do you like set goals or do you just kind of move along? I feel like during the pandemic, I was just trying to survive. <laughs> I hear that. And so now like I'm just like this year, all I've done is new material. So I'm I'm happy that I've done new material because I still see people who do old material. And for me, like it, it feels like a big accomplishment to just work on new stuff. Mm-hmm. And so... I kind of like my goal is to kind of just keep polishing my material until I am comfortable enough to like do longer amounts of time. Yeah, yeah. I hear that. I hear that. All right, Jessica, are you ready for five easy questions? Yes. Are you nervous about them? No. Yeah, you shouldn't be. They're they're not they're not hard at all. But uh they are like I do just I just wanna I just wanna see if the wheels are moving, man. Um, okay, so the first question is uh what are you afraid of? Sharks. Really? And that is an irrational fear, but freaking sharks. When I was little, um, I, I'm a nerd. Like, when I was little, I'd go to the library, like, during recess and stuff, and I would read. I was just so obsessed with sharks. I don't know why, 
but that also gave me more like of an irrational fear because like I respected them so much because I know how deadly they are. Yeah. So when it became irrational, as like when I would be in the tub taking a bath and I felt like a shark was going to get me. Oh or if gosh. I was swimming in a pool and I felt like a shark was going to get me. And then I would have dreams. I was swimming out in the middle of the ocean and I was just swimming away from something which I knew was a shark. And I felt like it was about to bite me, but then I would wake up. Have you ever seen Jaws? Yes. I love, the, my son and I love Jaws. Oh, really? Yeah. Does it, because you have a fear of sharks, does that also include kind of like a fear of the ocean? Does that? It kind of does. Um, this year, like, I went to the ocean more and, like, actually got in the water and, like, went further out. But, yeah, terrified. Yeah, yeah the ocean freaks me I out. I love the ocean, but being in it is scary. It's scary because it's so massive. Like, and you can't see. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. Okay, great answer, great answer. Um, who or what inspires you? I would say both of my parents honestly inspire me. Really? Yeah. Um, I feel like, well, number one, my dad. Um, when he was really young, he, I would say like 13, he got caught in like a carrot harvester out in the what? field yeah so my dad only has two fingers on his left hand like that uh-huh and he has like all kinds of back issues he got like hepatitis c from the blood transfusion so like my entire life growing up was like going to different hospitals going to ucla for him to have surgeries like just constant like he had i guess they have like chemo for like hepatitis c really? so he went through that. that and then um but like with a lot of the money that he with the money he had won from like that settlement like he started his own trucking company so like to take something so horrific and to turn it into something that like grew and like like made the entire family like more stable Uh to me that's like really amazing was that de la garza trucking yeah yeah that's huge are they still around um, my uncle owns it now, but yes. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so I grew up around, um, so the property that I live, that's the, the trucking company is on my parents' property. Uh-huh. So I grew up, like, um, the property is an old cotton gin mm-hmm. out in the middle of nowhere, uh, which I like to attribute to my weird personality because, like, I grew up in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Um, and then my mom, because, like, I think of like her age then and like where I am I am in my life now and I'm like you have accomplished so much more like she was a homeowner like like so many different things at her age that she accomplished and I'm not even there yet so like and then her like being by my dad's side building that company so that's why both of them inspire me like to come from like not like so little but not a lot Right. And to, like, be able to build something. And to do something with that settlement. Because, like, so many times you hear about people that, like, get a settlement and, like, they just, like, blow right through it. And yeah. then, like, three years later, they're, like, worse off than they were. But to, like, do something with the settlement. And I'm and sure that your mom is a big part of that. She was a big part of that. Um, especially because she got my dad medical, like, for life. Which is, like, insane. Uh-huh. So they had to, like, fight back and forth with all of that stuff. Wow. Wow. That's that's inspiring. That's great. That's a great story. Thank you for sharing that. Um, this one's kind of fun. What are you binging right now? It doesn't necessarily have to be TV. It could be a book, 
a comic book, an artist? What are you just soaking up as much as you can of right now? Right now, The Witcher. What is up with that? It's like all the cool kids are talking about that. Because season two just came out. Okay. I already love fantasy. Um, I'm going to say it again. Like, I'm a nerd. Uh Um, I played, like, World of Warcraft in the vanilla days, like, in 2004. (laughs) Like, when it first came out. Um, And so, like, I just love, like, the fantasy realm. And for me, like... I love supernatural stuff and like The Witcher is just kind of like a mixture of all of that. But my boss just told me actually that it was also a video game based off of a book. Wow. Okay. I didn't know that side of it, but I was like, it makes sense. So is that one of the Netflix ones where they just like put them all out? Yeah. I hate when they do that. I hate it, but I love it so much. So are you done or are you... No, I'm still... How many episodes? I don't remember how many episodes, to be honest. Maybe I'm only, like, two or three episodes in. Because, like, during the work week, like, I'm so busy. Like, comedy, yeah, work, like, all that stuff. I can only watch so much before I have to go to bed. I'm waiting for New Year's Eve right now to binge Cobra Kai season four. I, I watched all of that, too. I'm all caught up to date with that. But The Witcher, for sure, right now. I th- I'm thinking that we need to uh, rewatch Karate Kid 3 before this next season of Cobra Kai. Why? Because I think that guy's going to make an appearance. The mm. Danny, the one that he fought in Karate Kid 3. I'm trying to remember now. Now I'm going to have to rewatch it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know it would be really cool if they brought the girl? <sighs> that that was, uh, what's her name, right? Uh, um, I cannot remember her name right now. Million Dollar Baby Girl. Yeah. Her. Why can't I remember her name? This always it's happens not, in podcasts. It's not Judd, is it? No, no. It's um we gotta let it go. It's Yeah. <laughs> we're not gonna get it. Um what, who or what inspires you? Um what have you been meaning to get to that you just haven't gotten to? Like you just like, oh I gotta do that and you don't. So I've been writing a comic book. Um, and illustrating it or just writing it? The whole I thing? have to pay people to illustrate it. Okay. I'm not artistic in that way. Mm-hmm. I don't want to like say too many details about it. Um, but during the pandemic, I didn't get to work on it at all. And now like I'm finally jumping back on it. Wow. Looking forward to that. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. Okay. Well, cause the next question is, what are you looking forward to? Definitely that, and definitely to uh, performing tonight. Yes. All right. Well, Jessica, let's get out of here and let's let's go do a show at Sacramento Punchline. Let's do it. Thanks for stopping by, man. I know our schedules me. were so busy, but <laughs> you like you said it. I don't know if you said it last night or you said it this morning. You're like, we're gonna make it happen. Yeah, and, I'm like, it's gonna happen. Yeah, and then once you said that, like, I'm a worrier. Like, I constantly worry, and like once you said that, I was like, all right, she's gonna make it happen. So. Yep. I'm so glad we made it happen. Thanks for stopping by, Jessica. Thank you for having me. All right.